0: today uh happy friday first of all uh, you know why it's happy because it was the last night of the democratic convention we've got that for you as well as uh, parents being asked to sign forms a- agreeing not to watch their children's online classes and much much more coming up next on the news and why it matters it starts now <laughs> Welcome to the News and White Matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by Blaze TV contributor Eric July. Back in the house. Thanks for being here, Eric. And Jason Buttrell, chief researcher of the Glenn Beck program. Thank you for being here as well. I guess. (laughs) I guess. Uh, Jason's here, anyway. Uh, All right, so finally, Finally, it's felt like about 10 million years, but in fact, it's only been a week that we've Mm -hmm. had this Democrat convention that we have. Well, we've had to watch. Eric, have you been? Have you?
1: Absolutely not. I was going to say, I feel (laughs) like you're
0: not not the type of person to make yourself suffer through that. I've
1: seen like clips, but, you know,
2: there's there's no way I would just sit there and watch that.
0: I I mean, with social media, you you don't pay
2: me to do that. (laughs) I hope the GOP took some serious notes because that's not how you do it. That's that's They took some
0: notes on how to not, not run right. Your convention. If
2: that's what we, I'm worried because they probably already pre-record like they did. They pre-recorded this stuff weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So, I don't I don't know any other very way to do it, down. but yeah, it might be. But oh my gosh, awful.
0: Yeah, it, well, especially when you consider these are the people who have Hollywood on their side. Right, this is and the best that's you can the do. Best they could come up. I with. know. Yeah, very, very bizarre. Uh, so speaking of bizarre, we'll show you some of the uh, the lowlights. Here is uh, Julia Louis Julia Louis Dreyfus oh, from Seinfeld, Elaine from Seinfeld, who joined Andrew Yang to uh, kick off the night and was, I guess it was supposed to be a back and forth like stand up thing, routine. I I don't know, we'll see what you guys make of it, watch.
3: Right now, you can text VOTE to
0: 30330 to learn about all of your voting options and make the best
1: plan for how to vote in your community, wherever you are. An easy way to remember 30330 is that's the year Donald Trump will finally release his tax returns. If we all vote, there is nothing
0: Facebook, Fox News, and Vladimir Putin can do to stop us. So she, yeah, it's very (laughs) weird. She goes on and she does this back and forth with Andrew Yang, like I said. But, like, there's no laugh track. There's no piped-in laughter. It's very, there's just complete silence. It's very, very awkward. Um, Did you see any of these highlights of her... Eric. Yeah,
1: I saw I saw a lot of it. I say
0: highlights. I'm yeah. sorry, lowlights.
1: <laughs> yeah, sorry. Lot, I saw a little bit of it, of course. And uh, we saw, like, um, you know, I saw people comment saying it was, like, cringy and all of that. But it does show, like, kind of how, you know, when you deal with entertainment, there is a lot of things that go into it as opposed to, well, when you see what the, the end game, that's all you see. Mm-hmm. But I think what this virus has shown us, it certainly did has with me, with a lot of these entertainers that were doing their own shows, uh, like shows from home. Uh, maybe they don't have the same writers. Maybe they don't have you know yeah. that that creative capacity that they had before, and it just it shows like these guys aren't as talented as I <laughs> initially thought. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and when they don't have the laugh tracks and they don't have the audience, it's just like the atmosphere. It's like wait a minute, like these this isn't really that good, and they're not <laughs> that creative. Yeah, actually, so I think that's what it highlight for me. But this, it, to be fair, that it wasn't just this this. Convention that did it. I was saying again, all these other guys definitely you know the typical. They're all the same. Those late night uh, talk show hosts or, or what have you. They do their shows from home, and it's like you see you see clips
2: of those, and I'm like this is absolutely terrible, horrible. Mm-hmm. This is
1: terrible. <laughs> like, yeah, like these guys aren't, aren't really that good.
2: I was actually getting kind of excited when I saw Julie Louise Dreyfus come out because mm-hmm. I was like. I get it, because the DNC knows this is sucked. So what they're now going to do is pu- pull her out there, and she's just going to do the Elaine kick dance for two hours straight. <laughs> that would have been great. The whole thing. They would have redeemed would've themselves. That. It would have been awesome. No, it's like I remember I worked in Hollywood on a, on a, on a movie set. Uh, it was a comedy. And the director was a very well-known uh, comedic director. And he said, you know, you'll notice when they do jokes, they have like a gazillion cameras set around. And they're just pointed at the other people, mm-hmm. because comedy is all about reaction. Mm-hmm. And you cannot do that in this setting. There's no one to react to it. But even if they had, these jokes were just stupid. They sucked. It's like I don't know. Uh, really bad. I think they were trying to pull out everything they could think of to try to appeal, you know, to this audience. That I don't know. They, what they,
0: audience? I know.
2: Like, uh, well, I guess the, <laughs> no
0: the, one was watching. The Twelve people schmucks yeah. who have to do it for our yeah. job. There was
2: like a hundred thousand people, like on average, watching that once it kind of ramped up. Yeah. And then like. We we have like paywall shows here at the Blaze, and t- we have tons more viewers yeah. than they do. Just and this Behind is the, the DNC. Paywall. Yeah, yeah. I don't. You know, the biggest thing for me on the on the DNC because I was I had to suffer through it was the huge contrast between the caucuses. Uh, you know, in the, in the early part of the day and the actual primetime, you know, uh, presentation mm-hmm. and the caucuses. That was like closer to the policy that they're going after. So, you know, uh, abolishing the police, abolishing ICE, abolishing prisons, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Letting, uh, you know, men compete in women's sports. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like the, the craziest stuff that they're talking about was all during the day. In the evening, it was nothing. It was just like, we hate this guy. We yeah. do not like this guy. He's got, you know, he's orange and we hate him. And that was that's what their campaign is, mm-hmm. is sold on right now. Mm-hmm. Get to policy. Like, that's something the GOP can learn from. Get to policy within your uh, campaign. Tell us how you're going to make things better. Tell us how you're going to get out of our lives so that we can do our thing. That's what I want to hear.
0: Well, uh, Joe Biden, of course, he gave his accepted speech and uh, the mainstream media was just fawning all over him. But Jason, you mentioned getting to policy. Joe Biden did just a little bit, uh, at least with a national mask mandate. <laughs> Here is what he had to say on that. Watch.
3: As president, the first step I will take will be to get control of the virus that has ruined so many lives. Because I understand something this president hasn't from the beginning. We will never get our economy back on track. We will never get our kids safely back in schools. We'll never have our lives back until we deal with this virus. The tragedy of where we are today is it didn't have to be this bad. Just look around. It's not this bad in Canada or Europe or Japan or almost anywhere else in the world. And the president keeps telling us the virus is going to disappear. He keeps waiting for a miracle. Well, I have news for him. No miracle is coming. We lead the world in confirmed cases. We lead the world in deaths. Our economy is in tatters with black, Latino, Asian American, Native American communities bearing the brunt of it. And after all this time, the president still does not have a plan. Well, I do. If I'm your president on day one, we'll implement the national strategy I've been laying out since March. We'll develop and deploy rapid tests with results available immediately. We'll make the medical supplies and protective equipment that our country needs. and We'll make them here in America so we will never again be at the mercy of China or other foreign countries, in order to protect our own people. We'll make sure our schools have the resources they need to be open, safe, and effective. We'll put politics aside. We'll take the muzzle off our experts so the public gets the information they need and deserve. Honest, unvarnished truth. They can handle it we'll have a national mandate to wear masks not as a burden but as a patriotic duty to protect one another
0: A lot of inaccuracies in that part of his speech. But, um, Eric, I feel like a lot of what he was saying about President Trump not having a plan was just kind of President Trump respecting the Constitution and realizing that a lot of this falls on the states and that it's not up to him as the leader of the executive branch federally to do all of these national mask mandate things that Joe Biden is talking about.
1: This is why when they... And I'm by they I mean mainstream leftists, progressive Democrats, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. them. When they act like they are anti authoritarian or anti uh, government in any sense, it's a f- complete fraud. Yeah, you know? they want him to be a dictator. Mm-hmm. And if there's one thing that I can give him to his credit in some capacity is that. There didn't there wasn't a lot that came from the the federal government, from like he didn't use it more so his executive power to try to do something like that. Whether it be a mask mandate, right. a national mandate, a lot of that stuff came from the 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 states. Be it some being Republican uh, Abbott, uh, nonetheless, it it didn't come from him. But what they wanted, and we saw this happening back. I mean March April when this stuff started to sort of ramp up when you had the Chuck Schumers of the world the uh, the Bernie Sanders actually advocating that we get Korean wartime uh, more so laws uh, back on the books to really hijack factories because of this was back when the whole ventilator thing I know they got swept mm-hmm. under the rug that kind of went away uh, but this was back when they thought that it was proper for them to hijack the the factories of Private businesses, so they can use them to make these this, this sort of equipment that they feel like they need. These are guys are complete authoritarian, and they have absolutely no problem implementing that. And that's actually what they wanted from from him. Now, of course, he's being inaccurate when he talks about we have the most confirmed deaths. If you look at deaths per uh, per, per million, no, America is not number one. There are, there are like five countries, um, and in fact, that are that are, and that all of them have lockdowns, uh, mass mandates. You know, the the Belgians, the Frances of the world, they have, uh, you know, the Italy of the world, they have higher deaths per, per million. Uh, yes, of course. If you go by number, because we're more heavily populated than them, of course we uh, we do. Nonetheless, there are plenty of countries that have these mass mandates, they have these laws, and then they're right now going through more surges and stuff mm-hmm. when they try to, let's say, let people out, and then they 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 spread it everywhere because they've been trapped, and then they come, oh we got to lock it down again. Mm-hmm. So he's what he's saying, and it doesn't even mean anything. He's not saying anything of substance. He's saying like we'll do this, we'll do this. It's all generic. How he's gonna do it? Of course, he doesn't ever have to ever <laughs> say that. Uh, uh, because he's just just talking generically so he's lying yeah we know he's lying, but I want the people to pay attention to the fact that absolutely these guys are authoritarian and have no problem being um, authoritarian. So when they go this whole anti, even with the cop thing, I try to get conservatives to understand these guys, they just talk out of their, you know what, when they act as if they, even they, this whole defund the police, that's a complete fraud. They have no issue using some sort of police force. They may not call it that. Maybe the woke police, as we talked about that here before, but they have no issue using the federal police, uh, be a state and local police, to do what it is. They they want to do. So it's not like they're anti-authoritarian or anything. It's just they want them to do what they want
0: them to do. That's mm-hmm. all. Jason.
2: Um, yes, I completely agree with you, Erica. And the, and the crazy thing is that people don't recognize that anymore. They don't recognize that these are authoritarian policies. So you can say this at the national convention for this party, and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, you do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. He can do a national mass mandate. No, he cannot. Right. And if he did, then he, I don't know what we would do, but I mean, I, I guess it would get struck down in the courts, I would assume. And
0: same people- People calling Trump a fascist every chance they get. <laughs> Unbelievable. Right, words, Unbelievable. Have no words have no no meaning. <laughs> and what's
2: funny to me about this is, yeah, that everything is just this is just like empty promises. Mm-hmm. I mean, look what the t- look at the time frame, right? So we're in August. So what? Five, six months later, after he finally, if he would win, he would finally get into power. So six months later, then he's gonna do this stuff. Like We don't even know what the state is. true. I didn't even think about it. We're going to be burnt out by it. Yeah, I didn't even think about it. Why are we going to need masks by that yeah. point? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, most of, we're already seeing declines in places like Florida. Like It's starting to burn itself out, mm-hmm. just like in many other countries where you always see them say, oh, the... Lo-
0: maybe that's how a virus... like. That's, virus that's how it works. It's eaten, like it's having, like, <laughs> yeah. like
1: having
2: no deaths right now. Right. I mean, so this
0: is just bullcrap
2: politics. That's yeah. all that
0: is. And did you notice, too, uh, that he... Re- it was like he was using getting kids back to school as the carrot that he wants to dangle over the and the economy. He was holding a hostage. Exactly. Exactly. You know? But he's like, well, we'll finally be able to reopen schools. Once I get this thing under control, like every expert, in this has said that schools should already be open. So why would it be up to Joe Biden to get our kids back to school? Well, again, again, this
1: is why I say that That obviously I know how I feel about public schools. I'm pretty yeah. sure everybody at home knows how I feel about it now. You love them. Uh, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Right? <laughs> but no, like, they hold that. They hold your kids hostage. They hold the economy hostage. And this is what frustrates me the most about these politicians and these government officials that talk about this. They say, like, well, once we do this, we can then go do that. And I'm like, no, no, no. Wait a minute. That was mm-hmm. never your decision to make. That right. was never your right to even make that decision. You don't get to hold everybody hostage and say, well, we can go get back to work. And he said, oh, the economy's in, in tatters. Like, like wait, y'all did that. Yes. Y'all did that. that all
2: And they want it to be worse. Yeah, exactly. Yes. They were predicting 35, 37 percent unemployment. That's like what they were predicting. And when we started opening back up, mm-hmm. they were like, oh, oh. now there's even the Fed. I just saw the Fed like two weeks ago. So they need to reshut everything down. So how can they criticize the the, the current administration for the state of the economy right now? This is all what they want to do. And it could be a lot worse. Thank Mm -hmm. God it's not.
0: Yeah. All right. We've got more to get into. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Patriot Mobile. Uh, Sadly, America's students are caught up in the politics of coronavirus. And now their education hangs in the balance, just as we were talking about. Uh, And it's not just them. It's so many people. They are caught up in this. And they're just they're being held hostage by the left. But to support the next generation of freedom-loving Americans, Patriot Mobile is running a school days promotion. Until September 12th, you have until September 12th, you can choose either a free phone or a free month of service when you switch to America's only conservative cell phone carrier. That is Patriot Mobile. Uh, Instead of charging hidden fees and funding left-wing propaganda, Patriot Mobile will donate a portion of your bill to students for life. So you can know that your money is going to uh, not only a conservative organization that is a small company that you want to support, but also a company that shares your values, supports our constitution and puts people before profits. Now it's 2020 switching is very easy. You can keep your phone number. You can bring over a phone if you'd like to, or you can buy a new one, whatever your heart desires. You can go to patriotmobilecom slash news. Use the promo code news, by the way, whenever you choose, whenever you go there and choose a free month of service or a free phone, by the way, veterans and first responder first, responders. It's Friday and I cannot speak apparently. You guys are going to save even more veterans and first responders. So make sure you go to patriotmobile.com/news. That is patriotmobile.com/news promo code news. Wrapping up the last night of the Democratic National Convention, Joe Biden's speech. He wants to make sure, you know, we've heard this. I think every night at least one person has made sure to mention this is a life changing election. Life changing election. I thought that that was last election. That's right. That's true. Now, I feel a little bit hypocritical because I, I would say on the other side of it, It could be life changing if we let the radical left get a hold of the United States right now as a country. Um, But it is interesting coming from the same people who in 2016 said that Donald Trump was going to ruin every last shred of what we had left of America. You see what he did with it before coronavirus hit. We were great. And now all of a sudden it's a life changing election again. So it's interesting. But uh, here is a little bit more of Joe Biden, of course, being the one last night to remind everyone this is a life changing election. And he explains a little bit why that is. Watch.
3: This is a life changing election. This will determine what America is going to look like for a long, long time. Character is on the ballot, compassion is on the ballot, decency. Science, democracy, they're all on the ballot. Who we are as a nation, what we stand for, and most importantly, who we want to be, that's all on the ballot. And the choice could not be more clear.
0: All of those things on the ballot, Eric, and the choice could not be more clear. Well,
1: he said, he mentioned democracy, and this is what trips me out about, uh, you know, people when it comes to these, these elections, that they say someone the person that they generally hate is a threat to our democracy democracy. (laughs) i'm like that's giving them a compliment (laughs) Uh, because democracy is not a good thing i know there's going to be people at home that say oh we're a we're a republic not a democracy and i totally understand what you're saying but this idea that we put all of this doesn't matter what it is all the fluffy words that he uses let's even assume that that was remotely true I wish people would understand and I don't really care where you're at on the, this side of the, of the debate or political positions. What where you swing? There's an issue if you consider that this amount of power. Is, is relying upon an election and it really doesn't matter if it's at the state, local, federal level or anything. And it frustrates me as a little definitely see all this crap go down for the last six months as a, as a, as a libertarian, because it's like. I'm trying to get people to see like what what the problem is like there are these institutions that have entirely too much power. And we we, we get scared. We get freaked out when that let's say our enemy gets a hold of it. And I'm more like, well, why do they have that power in the first place? Why are they able to do what they are able to do with that? And we don't have a conversation about it because everybody, no matter what side they're on, they're like, well, hey, when I get it, I'm going to do this for you, and i 'm like i don't want you to do anything for me. I want you to get the hell out of my way where's the Where's the politician? I mean maybe Ron Paul was the last one, and we saw what they did to him. Yes, I'm going to bat for Ron Paul, uh, but no, seriously, this power that, that these guys have, and when we put some stock in the presidency, you know, even when, when Obama was in, like we were like you see those left is like, oh, it's great. all oh, this is executive action that he's doing it's fantastic. he's trying to help the country. And then, Trump gets that power and they're like, oh, my God, what's what's going to happen? Like, like, look, look, look what you look at the precedent that you guys had set. And I just wish America would see that. I I know a lot of you guys have that authoritarian bone in your body and you just can't resist to try to control other people's lives. But you're seeing that's a problem. Look at don't look at the power in, in, in a context of if the if the guy that you like has it. Look at it like what if the guy that you hate gets it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, great point, Jason.
2: he They're going all in on, and that, that was pretty much the entire convention. It wasn't, again, like I said, anything about policy. It was just like, this guy's bad, and Joe mm. Biden is such a great, likable dude. And... He's definitely a great politician. I'll give Joe Biden that, or he used to be. He was. He used to be. Um, but how many times have we seen him cuss his constituents out or people at rallies mm-hmm. get riled up to the point of it looks like he wants to fight, fight them. Some.
0: Challenges them to a push-up contest. Challenges them,
2: like all these things. Um, not to mention uh, using his family to enrich mm-hmm. you know, the, the entire family, whether it be in China, you, places like Ukraine. Like These are dirty things that I think politicians across the spectrum do. Yeah. I don't think Joe Biden is the only one right now. I think probably a lot of politicians were pissed off at Joe saying, dude, what are you doing? This was our cash cow. Right. Yeah. Keep it on the down low, brother. Keep it on the down low. <laughs> um, so the fact that he's just this great, wholesome dude is hilarious. It's laughable. We know Trump is not right. We, yeah. we know that he gets down just like, you know, any other politician does. But, at this but, point, but.
0: but But Trump, at least I feel like you at least he doesn't try to hide that. Right, like he 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 is what he is, and he doesn't try right. to be someone that he's Wrong not. Right,
2: that's why Bernie Sanders is almost likable in the fact that he just he doesn't try to hide it. He's right. like, hey, the, I'm an ideologue. I'm a communist, and take it or leave it. You yeah. know, yeah. Um, I th- about the power stuff. That that that's a whole other conversation. I think is really important because usually I would say. It doesn't matter who the president is. Everyone freaks out and is like, oh my gosh, the president. Our leader, I hate to break this to everyone, is the weakest head of state in any other country. And he was built... To be that mm. he, was he was built that way, it really yes. was.
0: But but haven't you seen though uh, an increase in that was
2: my next point. Mm-hmm. Is Sorry. that that was my very next point is that they're <laughs> they're allowing they're giving the executive more power.
0: Yeah. And Congress
2: is like whatever, hey, like the DACA stuff. They like not when- want to be
0: on record. As but, oh
2: yeah, they <laughs> don't want to vote for it. Mm-hmm. So then they give the power to the executive, and now it's just like they what was the, the the last thing where they were like the president doesn't have the right to do that, and then McEnany was came on and was like, well actually because Biden uh, or Obama did this. Mm-hmm. He set the precedent yeah. <laughs> so the power is growing there mm-hmm. and i'm getting very nervous going in the future because you know even even in in the senate you know in the house pretty soon they're going to get rid of certain safeguards that the founders put there to stop an authoritarian from coming into power. Mm -hmm. They're they're already talking about getting rid of the um, uh, whatchamacallit, the uh, filibuster. Yes. Already talking about getting rid of that. Um, Going, you know, the nuclear option is probably going to be the norm going forward because their constituents are like, hey, we're pissed off that you never get anything done. Yeah. You know, finally, you know, get something done. We don't care what you have to do at the Electoral College. Get rid of it. They're already talking about that. We Mm -hmm. know they want to do that. Mm -hmm. So how many of these things are going to go away before we just don't recognize our country anymore. Yeah. That we're moving in that direction slowly but surely.
0: Yeah. Um, So Joe Biden, you know, obviously he was able to speak coherent sentences for uh, longer than 10 seconds and mainstream media fawned all over him. I know I saw Van Jones who came out and actually, you know, they're saying the quiet parts out loud now. He actually said, Well, we were prepared to come out here and cheer him on, not expecting him to be able to give a great speech like that. But hey, look at that. He actually gave a good speech. So now that we can really say this, um, totally admitting that they were prepared to carry Joe Biden's water, regardless of whether or not he did a good job. But there was also uh, this moment where apparently the Biden campaign, now we were talking off air, um, where it's unclear where these reporters were if they were in the live hall where it was happening, uh, Joe Biden's speech, or if they were gathered somewhere else uh, watching this, but a gaggle of reporters uh, in the same spot, and they were told by the Biden campaign that Joe Biden would be available for questions afterward, but you do not want to miss the firework display happening right after his speech. Here's a little bit of what that looked like. <laughs> oh, my God, hurry. Hurry. You don't want to... Oh, hurry, run. Squirrel? Squirrel? You don't, don't want to miss the fireworks. Squirrel! Oh, hurry. You've never seen fireworks in your life before, I guess. All of these rep- adults, genuine grown-ass adults running to go see fireworks. Fireworks. Like, you could not make this up if you tried. If that is not a perfect representation of journalism in America in 2020, I don't know what is. You could ask questions, or you could just go watch the fireworks, Eric.
1: (laughs) It's, It's journalism, but it's like this cultism also surrounding, like, political campaigns. And it's disgusting. Like, it just makes my stomach turn how people fawn over these, uh, you know, the actions of political campaigns and, and politicians as if they're, Ugh, what they do is just, you know, godlike. And mm-hmm. this is, I know a lot of those people that are on that side act as if they are anti, you know, at least religious in some capacity, maybe not, maybe, all right, maybe Christianity, let's say that. <laughs> um, but they're not. They just replace that with the state. Um, and this is why I call them statheists
2: because
0: that's what they are. Yeah, Jason, last word. Absolutely
2: insane. Uh, If you watch any other politician on the other side, anybody on the right, if they say something there's, and there's a press conference, or there's uh, reporters there, they are so obnoxiously rude, they will not let him answer a question, they will not let them end without shouting. Even Acosta, you know, like, not you know, refusing to release the, you know, the microphone. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. They are burning to get their gotcha question in there because that's their moment to shine. Yeah. The journalists, they think they're the stars. They make the news, they make it up, you know, and they're the ones to present it, and they're the great, you know, superstar. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this case... <laughs> Like they, they're they're not even. Not only are they not asking tough questions, they're majorly softball questions. They're completely letting Joe Biden stay in his basement. Yeah. How? Like, would they let Trump do that? No. No it's not. way. Oh, no. And he said, "Oh, quick, go, you know, look at the fireworks," and then he watched them, you know, they, leave, and he ran. He would run off in the other direction. That's what they. That's what happened.
0: Well, and, uh, and they and and they would lead all of the ten o'clock news shows with, well, Donald Trump attempted to get us to, you know, change. Oh, totally worse and attempted yeah, to, to redirect us, but we didn't fall for it. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, as Jason pointed out, squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> Go chase a squirrel. <laughs> yeah. All right, we've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Omega XL. Uh, if you are one of millions of Americans, you are maybe living in pain. Maybe you, uh, you're you like me, you screwed up your back, and they're like, uh, we want to give you an injection. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that, because that is actually just masking what the root problem is it may cover it up for a little bit, but then they want you to keep coming back and getting injections while not treating the root cause of your pain. Well, let me tell you something Omega XL will, whether it's back, knees, neck, shoulder pain, the underlying cause is oftentimes inflammation in your body, and you have to treat the inflammation, or not only will you just be masking it and it won't go away, but it could cause permanent damage. Omega XL is backed by 35 years of clinical research and they attack inflammation that is causing your pain so you're not just masking it with, you know, a pain reliever or a topical cream that you rub on your on your pain, on your pain spot, and you're like, wow, that feels good for 20 minutes, and then I'm right back to feeling like crap. Omega XL is going to neutralize that inflammation that is causing your pain. Get to the root Cause There is no reason to live in pain in 2020, and trust me, I understand what it does to your life. It affects every part of your life. You're grumpy all the time. You're dealing with aches and pains and stiffness and, you know, maybe you lash out at your spouse because you just don't feel good. Let's get you started on Omega XL. You can feel better. Order Omega XL now and get a second bottle for free. You can go to OmegaXL.com slash news. That is OmegaXL.com slash news. Back in a minute. The Tennessee Star is reporting that Rutherford County schools are actually asking parents to sign forms agreeing not to monitor their child's virtual classrooms. And by the way, if you do choose to violate that agreement, uh, it may result in removing the child from class. Yes. Yes, removing the child from the class because the parent has the audacity to, as the parent of the child, check up on what is going on in their child's classroom. Uh, And it's not just this county. I've seen these kinds of reports popping up uh, all over the country right now with all of these uh, virtual classes that we're doing, remote learning that we're doing. There was even a, a tweet that went viral from an educator who actually, again, they're saying the quiet parts out loud, who actually tweeted it would be much harder to teach all of these children about all of their socialist, radical ideology uh, with gender and climate change and everything else um, with the parents actually able to monitor their children's progress and their children's uh, education. Eric, I have a feeling you have a little bit of something on this.
1: Yeah, um Hey, how many times have I said on this show that that, that, the the public education and really education system in general is just uh, is rotten. It's been rotten. And yes, they are saying the the, the silent parts out loud. And it's more so they're taking off the mask and what this is. This is look, I know people get frustrated. I know there's probably teachers that watch this, watch this, uh, you know, but.
0: And they're not all bad. Can no, we point that out? Uh, no, but You're not, we're not saying all teachers are bad. But it's the system.
1: Yeah, the and system that's, why that's why I corrupt. call it an indoctrination camp. I know people don't like me to say that. They think I'm dramatizing it. But no, no that's what it is. That's what it is. And it, and this is why I said if it, if we got rid of it as it exists right now, the teachers that are good. Would have absolutely no issues finding any jobs uh, or anything like that. But there are a lot of people. And the way this system is set up is that it's a, it's a where well they, they're molding your, your your kids. And this is why they don't want you to be mindful of what's going on. It's not that it gets in the way of the teaching. It's like, well, they're going to have a lot of questions about this weird thing that I might say. And maybe the parents are like, well, I know that's wrong. Why are you teaching my my kids this? And they don't want that because, again, they think they have the rights to your kids. They think they think they, they own your kids and they don't see themselves as like uh, it's not a service mm. a, a, in which they again, they're trying to educate them. It's more so. No, we want you to have these positions, certainly from a political and social point. We want you to know about about this and obviously take that into your, your adulthood. That's a problem. And look, I've said here on the show as well. The plenty of time when you look at all of these these young folk that are out here acting, acting a fool. And they have been uh, definitely post George Floyd um, and doing things that have absolutely nothing to do with liberating black people or anything like that. You have to look at the institution that that's funneled that they've been funneled through. Mm -hmm. More so to understand why they act the way that they act. You don't look. I don't care where you're at. Definitely with libertarian conservative, you're not going to address this issue going into the future until you address that public education system. And what a lot of people are seeing now, thank God, because this craziness, they're seeing how rotten it actually is, how rotten the teachers are, how rotten these unions unions are and how they again, they try to control and indoctrinate your, your, your kids that's a problem and i hope that the individuals definitely all of uh, all of us that you know all of you that have kids are seeing how rotten it actually is. Yeah.
0: And Jason, just to uh, just just try this one on for size. The spokesman of the school district or the school, the county system, said that they are aware of the concern that's been raised. Uh, the intent was definitely not to prevent parents from being involved with their children during distance learning, but it was intended to protect the academic privacy of the other students who are visible during certain virtual class sessions. Oh, I'm totally sure that that is the reason why they just want to protect to the Academic privacy of uh, the other kids.
2: Yeah, bull crap. <laughs> bull crap. I've been um, I've been researching something that we're going to release next Wednesday on Ooh. Glenn's show, and it's all about this. You mentioned teachers' unions have a huge deal with this. The National Education Association is the largest teachers' union. It's the largest union, period, in the Ooh. entire country. Mm. Um, it's basically wow. just a Democrat clearinghouse. It <laughs> it's a Democrat. That's all they. All their causes. All the poli- all the politicians. That's where they give all of their Money too. Um, the, I don't want to go too far into it, but the origins of this—the one of their, the guy that was declared their lifetime uh, president, who's dead now—but he was uh, part of the Frankfurt School, a Marxist cultural Marxist uh, organization, Columbia, I believe. I mm-hmm. think in Columbia. Um, yeah, they're absolutely insane with the, with the total goal of changing the way your child views the world, mm-hmm. tearing down capitalism, mm-hmm. um, hyper-sexualization, they're the ones that push to get sex education in mm-hmm. schools. I mean, it's, inc- it's crazy just what they've been doing for the past decades. It's going into overdrive now. I have two... Document dumps, uh, leaks that I was got, uh, that I was given. One is from California. The other one started in New York, but I've traced it all over the country. There, and I think this is why they're hiding a lot of this stuff because they've been trained on how to sneak these things in so that individual teachers can, you know, um, they, they they talk about like racial justice mm-hmm. and Black Lives Matter. They're the ones that are uh, that are putting this on. They're the ones that uh, you know put all this curriculum together, but it hardly has anything to do with black lives. Seriously, they're teaching, so one course that they're trying to teach like junior high and elementary school students on Black Panther, the Black Panther Party and how you know what what is you know when they say you know to, they want to give back to the poor what system does that sound like these are almost direct quotes they were Len- lenin they're tr- exactly <laughs> yeah. they're trying to yeah. teach marxism yeah. that that's a, to to little kids uh, i found a, a elementary school poster and it's like this trans it's like trans uh, a- action or whatever <gasps> and it shows someone with uh, shows a child somehow with uh, with whiskers almost the size of your beard wearing a dress this is supposed wow. to go into an elementary school. Wow. It's wow. An elementary school. I, and
0: I will tell you, uh, our friend, Yakubu Uyuns, he was on yesterday, a good friend of the show and a friend of mine personally. He, ha- he has exposed a lot of this as well, that they're teaching elementary school students how to masturbate.
1: Jesus Christ! Oh my God! Like, see, it'd Christ. be one thing if, like, you, you mentioned, like the economic part. And I say this probably—I'm not trying to brag about me being the youngest person at the table. I'm just saying I was at—I was at. Uh huh. Sure. No, it's fine. it's fine. It's <laughs> no, fine. Don't all worry I'm about saying. it. You know what I mean? That's all I'm saying.
0: But can no. we get a
2: second kitty table next time Eric in the house? <laughs> <laughs>
1: but no, like it wasn't that long ago. I was actually in in high school, and yeah. and, and, and and like, it'd be one thing if there was balance about that type of stuff that they are teaching you, definitely when it comes to these different political stuff. It'd be, it'd be one yeah. thing if that was the case, but it's not. You're going to think you're going to learn about Austrian economics or, or Murray Rothbard or even Friedman from the Chicago school or Thomas Sewell in these schools? Absolutely not. Mm. But you'll know about the, everybody from the FDR, Keynesians and all of this stuff uh going all the way up through high school. So It'd be one thing if there was any balance there, but it's a clear bias. Yeah. They like to pretend that it, it doesn't exist, but of course, it's a it's an actual bias in that in that regards. And even with, with some of the black leaders, I mean, you're not gonna they're not gonna tell you like get to the nitty gritty when it comes to Malcolm X. You're not gonna learn yeah. about the nitty gritty, the differences between W. B. E. Du Bois or or Booker T. Washington, which is a very valuable. Which, uh, you know, the Frederick Douglasses of the world. They don't teach you that type of stuff. It clearly is slanted. One way. And it'd be one thing if it was balanced when it came to this education, but that's why you have to pay attention to it because it's indoctrination in that regard.
2: How sad is that? You bring up Booker T. and mm-hmm. Du Bois. I thought it was Du Bois. That's I never right, know. How to say Debois. <laughs> yeah. Um, they now write about Du Bois, Du Bois, whatever. They write about yeah. him more. Of course. And not Booker T. And there's a reason for that. They, 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 that and separation
1: <laughs> exists. There's a similar separation between uh, uh, Malcolm X uh, from, uh, and, and, and as well as uh, uh, Martin Luther King doing like that stuff has existed among among a lot of black leaders over the course of human history. They do not teach you teach you that. Well, of course, of American history, they don't teach you that because it's almost that that divide between the guys that are more uh, independent in terms of an economic teaching you to, how to teach yourself I mean, as opposed to this more socialistic mind.
0: Yeah. All right. And by the way, if you want to uh, watch the video of Yakub exposing all of this, what's going on in the uh, school districts, you can go to his Instagram. I know he has it uh, on his Instagram page I also reposted it on my Instagram story if you'd like to go watch it back in a minute. mother and her six children were booted from a JetBlue flight this week because the two-year-old refused to wear a mask in accordance with the airline's policy. There is a video. We don't have time to show it, but uh, it's showing the mom pleading with the airlines to please let them continue on the flight. She tried to put the mask on her child who uh, was—she had a pacifier in her mouth and kept refusing to put them— I mean, I don't know if you've ever had a two-year-old, but, like, if the two-year-old doesn't want to wear the mask, the two-year-old's not going to wear the frickin' mask. can't
2: get them to do anything.
0: No, Playing, on their, face. their favorite word is no. And they're <laughs> yeah. not going to do it if they don't want to do it. Uh, so she ultimately was uh, she was kicked off of the flight. The captain ordered every passenger to get off the plane. And um, then they were eventually able to catch a flight home five hours later through United Airlines because they wouldn't allow this family back on JetBlue says during these unprecedented times, our first priority is to keep crew members and customers safe. And we've quickly introduced new safety policies and procedures throughout the pandemic, uh, including these masks. And, uh, you know, it, I said this. We were supposed to take a trip, actually, a family trip over the summer. And I said, I, I'm not I'm not doing that because they've got There's no way that they're not going to learn after a couple months that, like, you can't do this to kids. You cannot force young children to wear a mask the entire flight. They're not going to do it. Apparently, I mean, it's almost September and we are still going through this.
1: I thought that at one point they said that the kids shouldn't be wearing the mask. They're going
0: to touch it and touch everything else. They're going to spread more germs. Terrible
1: idea, but I just can't think of why they try to have these sort of plans in these like <laughs> hot boxes which is basically what an airplane is yeah. whereby circulating all of this is like if there was one place that you're gonna get if you I, you're gonna get it but hey the mask is, gives everybody this false sense of protection uh screw what the damn sign says it's just it's giving people this this false sense of security uh, more so and this cultism has unfortunately mm-hmm. impacted a lot of different industries and businesses um, and it's it's
2: just that we're going going through the motions all we're doing. I I did catch a flight this summer on a a short little vacation and so we went to the airport. They make you stand six feet apart from each other, wear the mask all that stuff. But the moment you get into the plane I I, I got uh, seats, one on the window, one on the outside for me and my wife. I was like, oh, because they're not going to have us be able to sit together. Well, we get there and there's a guy sitting in the middle seat. Right. Like, what are you doing, bro? Yeah. You know, like, get at it. This they is our aisle.
0: Cram you in like sardines. And cram once it. You're in the plane. So it's, so it's all saying, for looks.
1: <laughs>
2: it's all for looks. You have to stand six feet apart and all the stuff out there, wear your mask, but you cram together. Like, <laughs> they're not thinking about health. Yeah. They're just appearances. That's all they're worried about.
0: Well, uh, the family is hiring an attorney and plans to file a federal lawsuit against the airline over the incident. And I say, More power to them. I hope that they are successful because I don't think that this will truly go away until we start seeing these lawsuits, Uh, especially when you're talking about there are some people with medical issues. I know we saw uh, Glenn had on radio. There was a dad who tried to take the family to Disney and uh, autistic. Was it a daughter? Autistic daughter, I think it was a daughter, but autistic child uh, would not wear a mask and they refused to allow this family in. The family could not. They spent all this money and could not get into Disney because they they would not wear the mask. I mean, that's medical discrimination. (laughs) We're doing it every day right now in this country and nobody seems to care.
2: Yeah, I saw some people coming down on Disney kind of hard for it. I don't want I don't to vilify Disney too much because at least they're one of the you know, organizations or companies that are actually trying to open up. Some people are still just like, they're so scared of what might happen that they're just not opening up. And thousands and thousands of jobs are still not being worked. So I, I applaud them for actually opening up. You've
0: got to do it the right way. Yeah, what not sh- discriminate against the medically fragile community. What
2: they should do is they should offer a day just for you know, children like that or people
0: like that. I think that's a slippery slope. I think that's a slippery slope, Jason. I, I, we gotta we gotta take a break, otherwise I'd be duking <laughs> it out with you right now. <laughs> Back in a minute. No, I
2: think I think that'd be a good gesture. Like they, they let them go in for free, you know, free day for that. You
0: know, like. Yesterday's poll, what will be the most important issue in the debates? Oh, my gosh, we have debates coming up soon. Uh, the economy won this one at 67.5 percent, followed by COVID, Ugh, followed by racism, which is hilarious. 11.8 percent of you said racism will be the most important issue in the debates, which is interesting, it, very interesting, considering uh, there isn't any systemic racism that, well, there is systemic racism in what maybe the abortion industry uh, and other things of that nature, but not the kind of systemic racism that the Democrats like to say that we have in this country. Uh, today's poll. Did you watch any of the 2020 Democratic National Convention? Yes or no. It'll be interesting to see if these line up with the general public. I know the the viewership was like way down way down this year
2: 48 percent or something like that
0: 48 percent lower yeah than the last one
2: mm-hmm. those, they're in trouble they don't think
1: that they're in, probably in trouble but they're in trouble like i want to be very clear about that they, those guys are in trouble
0: i mean you know they should have realized in 2016 uh parading around a bunch of celebrities
1: it doesn't work doesn't work, work. Not anymore not anymore like so uh, I, I didn't watch anything, though. Yeah, we know. That's, that's for sure. I was forced to.
0: Yeah. I was forced to. Did you? How much did you drink?
2: Oh, gosh. heavily. <laughs> <laughs> tweeted that, actually. There's Tino's Vodka right there on the table. I
0: didn't get to do that this time
2: around. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.